everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. Here's the thing. I'm not going to go past second with this old guy, but if I have to, I will. And on the other side of the table is Dr. Scientist. Hey, what? You boneheads are going to come and harass me again? I got 3,000 phone lines grounded here. I got about 8 million miles of cable I got to check. You going to come here and shake my monkey tree again? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Excellent. And, uh, oh, yeah, my name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say, fuck you, butthead. <laughs> Welcome to potty time. That's a big fucking pile of garbage. I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're today. talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something. Like dick piercing? Right? No, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. If you want cheese, you get a milk. You're waiting for pain. No, I can hate on it. It sucked. Boners. Welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast that... Had an alcoholic drink last night for the first time in like a month. Whoa. Month? Not like any personal reason. I was just very ill and felt oh, like yeah, shit. That's right. So I was probably like, I shouldn't probably be drinking. It might have knocked it right out of you, dude. Yeah. Maybe. Like, what is it? Uh, oh, God. Goodfellas? Where, where, where fucking Ray Liotta's character has like, he's like, he has a fever and he's sweating and he's shivering. And the guy's like, here, have some whiskey. Sweat it out. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> No, never does. Anyway, so uh, let's start. We always start. What have you been playing? What have you been watching? What have you been doing? What's going on, Dr. Scientist? What have I been watching, you ask? Sure. Indeed. One of the three. All right. Well, I finally got around to watching uh, Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. The Marvel. Marvel thing about the scrolls. It's meh. When does it take place? Uh, in the timeline? Yeah, yeah. yeah. After Infinity War, sometime between then and now. Okay. I, I was wondering if it, because it was the scrolls, weren't they the guys that invaded in like the first Avengers movie? No. That's the, the scrolls were oh, that's in, right. of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> they were in Captain Marvel. Oh, the yes. oh, yes. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. So it, and there's no like real thing in there to add it to the timeline anywhere. It's just story of nick fury and the scrolls so okay well, it was i mean it was man sure i got there's new loki's coming out so i was trying to catch up on everything that's fair there's yeah. a lot to catch up on i uh finally finished the new season of always sunny yeah yeah i'm gonna have to watch it again we talked about this <laughs> yeah. it's the most disappointing so far but i gotta watch it again to make sure yeah i don't know i really don't remember if i finished it it's I only just like eight episodes. Yeah, ain't there's it? only eight episodes. I, I had like six watched. And I only had to finish the other two. I was like, oh, I was letting them build up for a while, but apparently it was almost done. Yeah, I'm just looking to see the gang goes bull. No, I didn't finish this one. The gang goes bowling's pretty good. Probably the best. But one. I saw the risky rats one. Oh, maybe I almost fin- whatever. I'll finish it. Yeah, you probably saw all but like one or two. Watch it again. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe I should just start from the beginning because I didn't. Nothing really grabbed me about it, but yeah. I don't know. I don't remember much of it anyway. Uh, and I did watch a spooky movie. <gasps> He's okay. getting in the spirit. No, no, really. boy. Oh, uh, it was called No One Will Save You. It's oh new... yeah. I was, was going to watch that. It's uh, it's okay. It's spooky. The aliens are kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh, aliens. Aliens. Well, it's an alien. Movie? More than one alien. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's yeah. It's uh, this woman lives in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of cool because she doesn't talk through the whole any at all in the movie. It's all like silent. Yeah, she's a chick from Booksmart. Yeah. But uh, 
Oh God, what's her name? She's, I, don't, I don't know. She lives in the middle of nowhere, and well, that's an exaggeration, but um, the aliens like descend on her house, and she catches one like walking outside of her house and stuff, and then it, it opens the door and comes in, and she's running hiding from it. It's pretty spooky, and the aliens are kind of creepy. Interesting. Is it Beanie Feldstein or the other one? The other one. Yeah, I don't. I don't fucking know. Caitlin. That's who the main one is. I think her name's Kate something. Yeah, Hold she's on. like some type of shut-in. Like, doesn't go out yeah. at all. Caitlin Dever. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's great. She was in, well, you said Booksmart, obviously. Yeah. And other things that I liked. I enjoyed it all the way until the very end. Really? The end upset me. Ah, uh, one of that. Not upset me, but it didn't make sense to It me. annoyed you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I've heard of this. It just came out? Yeah. It was on Hulu? I believe it's on pl- your Plex, too. Uh, um, I believe it's on someone's Plex. Somebody's Plex. Someone who's uh, attractive and smart, I no doubt. Yeah, it wasn't even sick last week. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Still kept the movies coming in and was totally healthy. But I, I, I watched it on Hulu. I, I think it was Hulu. It was either Hulu or Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's all right. I, I'd recommend watching it if you if you want to watch a spooky alien and not a spooky demon or ghost. Yeah, but the end's gonna fucking annoy me. Well, I might not. I don't know. Right. I didn't like it. All right. Is there a train involved? No, no trains. <laughs> oh, there nice. is a bus though. Weird. But the bus part's pretty fucking cool too. Actually, you might like that. The bus part Does was bus really cool. I liked it. Turn into a spider and attack people. No. Mm, I, I'll check it out anyway. I guess I'll put it on the yeah. list. Uh, what else did I play? Well, I played this pretty bad game called Spell Sword Cards. I was looking Spell Sword Cards. Yeah, I was looking for like another deck builder game that wasn't Monster Train or Slay the Spire. Yeah. So I'm just looking at ones I can find. It wasn't a good one. I wouldn't recommend it. That's fair. Then I played okay. a really good game. It's a Netflix game, so you can get it on there if you really Ooh. want to play. It's called Twelve Minutes. It's a uh, this guy comes home from work and he's like going about his day. His wife's there. They make dinner and stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he finds out he's in a a cycle that repeats every 12 minutes. Oh my gosh. Oh. So he eats the same food over and over again. And you, you have to try and figure out what's happening and why it has a James McAvoy is the main guy you play. Okay. And really? the foe okay. is in it. Nice. There's a voice hmm. and you got it. It's, it's pretty fun. It's kind of point and clicky, but you have 12 minutes to figure out. And then, and then it just resets. Yeah. Well, you spoiler, you die and it resets. You walking through the door. Oh, so you can you can do things where like if you figure something out you can kill yourself or walk out of the door and it resets it back to the beginning. Okay, so it Sounds carries over though. It's not yeah, like yeah. roguelike. Or- no, no, it's a it's a story. You try and figure out why what happens happens, and then you figure it's it was interesting. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun playing it. Well, it's like a whole bunch of movies out there. Yeah, it's not a, it's not fun. I would say, but it's it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I, I watched a movie that was called Eleven Minutes. <laughs> Totally you thought this different. was like the video game sequel? No, no. It, it, that, was a, that was a cool one, too. It's, I didn't watch it this week, but play 12 minutes and then watch 11 minutes. Oh, my God. It'll blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, okay. in 11 minutes, this guy is from the future, and they build a time machine, but he can only go back at 11 minutes at a time, and he, <sighs> and he can't repeat a time he was there. And it, like, it's him. He ends up back at this party, and he's like, he can't pinpoint exactly where he's going, so it's not he's not arriving in the order the party's happening. Weird. Like, like his first arrival is like sixty six minutes into the party, and like his last arrival is like near the beginning. It was pretty good. It was a pretty good movie. Okay, I think it'd make for a good movie, but I would be infuriated if that was my superpower. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it'd be so it'd be almost un, like unusable. Mm-hmm. 
Makes for a good movie, though. Yeah. 11 minutes. I'll check that but out. It wouldn't be unusable. I mean, you could just like, I guess, you know, there's niche situations. Oh, I got a bad chicken sandwich. I'm going to go back <laughs> yeah. 11 minutes. Oh, that was the best bite of cheesecake I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do it again. Quick. Oh, no, I'm back seven hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I'm going to get that cheesecake in seven hours. Fuck that. I'm going now. Eat as much cheesecake as I can. <laughs> But uh, that's all I played and watched and did. What about you, Papa Scotch? Show me something. Well, thanks for asking. Um, finished up the bowl, guys. Finished up oh, the 2022 20, movie bowl. Just in time for October. <laughs> just in t- We finished the movie bowl with the last pick, and then we immediately started making this year's one. So I think next week I'll probably have more from the movie bowl chronicles. Awesome. Movie bowl season two. <laughs> season two of the movie bowl. So we watched uh, The Orphanage. You guys ever seen that one? Uh, I believe so. I Possibly. Don't, I don't recall exactly. It's a Spanish film. It was like presented by Guillermo del Toro, but he didn't direct or anything. It was just like released under his name. Mm, I don't know. That sounds uh, It was about a, a woman who moves into a house and it's haunted and there's kids everywhere and she's supposed to help the kids. It's kind of freaky. It wasn't bad. I thought it was all right. Okay. Not the best. Not spooky enough, huh? No, not spooky enough. It was like... The end was very uplifting too, but also tragic. Ooh. It was good, but I mean, I don't. I'm not rushing to watch it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't as fun. A uh, movie that also wasn't fun, but was way better than I thought it would be. Spiral. Oh, oh, with the Saw movie with Chris Rock. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was going to be terrible, but I, I was like, well, I'll give it a shot, and we watched it, and it was enjoyable. Hmm. Yeah. The killer situation and the motivation was a little strange, but I was like, ah, every Saw movie is like that. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, do you guys hear the new one coming out is like a scathing indictment of privatized healthcare. Isn't that what they were all about? Like the last couple? Yeah. At least when he was dying of cancer. Yeah. Cause he goes after like the insurance guys. Oh, maybe it's insurance now. It's privatized healthcare. Maybe it's, yeah. I I mean, maybe they're just continuing with a long trend I wasn't aware of, but (laughs) I hear the new one's good. Yeah, I, I'll is watch it. Ah, uh, what date? What's the date? To, obviously, the date today is fucking October twelfth. Yeah, so when it's coming it out, out this weekend. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in theaters, September 29th. Oh yeah, it's out. It's been out. Oh, it's been out since last week. I saw can't believe X. none of us saw it. Crazy, right? Saw it. <laughs> saw X. Saw ten, man. Ten of those I movies. The, the poster is making me not want to go see it. Oh no, I'm not a fan of eye stuff. Oh, no, you don't like eye stuff? It's the one thing they can always lean on to freak out at least like two, one third of people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I hate eye I hate bugs way more than I hate eye stuff. Really? But hey, that's me. Anyway, what else did I watch, you asked? Uh, a couple of classics that the first one, the wife and I have seen a bunch, An American Werewolf in London. Right. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's classic. The makeup still looks good today. And this was in the 70s. And his dead friend the whole time is pretty fun. It's a real dark movie. I don't know where the zombie Nazi fucking werewolves come in, but I'm here for it. (laughs) All right, good stuff. And then we saw a movie the wife has never seen. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I'll watch it any day of the week. Reanimator. Oh, snap. (laughs) Uh, That's a a Jeffrey Combs one, isn't it? Yeah, Jeffrey Combs fucking Frankensteining it up. It's great. If you haven't seen it, it's like a, a... It's not a direct adaptation of an uh, hp lovecraft but it's like a reimagining of one of his stories and it's fucking awesome yeah good stuff like it then we uh i got a couple more so we watched uh the sixth sense that was one we pulled from the movie board. what 
Yeah. And I mean, Shyamalan movies shouldn't be allowed in the movie. Yeah, The Sixth Sense was I okay. Mean, the Sixth Sense was, I, we just watched it again. It's a solid movie. Yeah, I'll give you that. You just like it because it has slow Joey in it. So? Oh, God, I couldn't remember his fucking name. Haley Joel Osment? There it is. Slow Joey. Who was he in uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Like Trent, I think his name was? Uh, yeah, Trent, something like that. He was the awesome familiar who was trying to have the assassins come. Oh, and, yeah. and now he's a zombie. And Guillermo kept killing him. And it's fucking awesome. Did, anybody, did we all finish the season? Yeah, I just yeah. finished oh, it. yeah, because he makes the appearance for it at the end of that one. Yeah, yeah. And fucking, what's his name? Derek finally found his group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love yeah. that. I'm sorry, this doesn't have to do with it, but in that episode, when they're all talking about the things that are happening to Guillermo, and fucking Nandor's like, yeah, it's because he has uh, this blood. Oh, I never even thought of that. <laughs> He's only half turned because yeah, he didn't drink human blood. You didn't try drinking human blood? And like this, Nandor had all the answers and they spent all season trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, because they just wouldn't tell him about it. <laughs> yeah, he made like the fucking, um, like all the science experiments, the Dr. Moreau shit. Yeah. And he went through all that and the frogs that looked like Guillermo. Yeah. And Nandor was just like, oh, I clearly this is the answer to, your, to why this happened. But didn't, Laszlo has changed people. That's part of the lore. How do you fucking screw that up? I don't know. That's a good question. I just think because remember in like the first season he turned a baby or they talked about him turning a baby. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it really wasn't cool. <laughs> Great show. And then we watched uh, classic Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Nice. I almost watched that one again last night. Pretty good. It's always fun. It's it's great. And then uh, we watched Tyler It Follows. Oh, It Follows is good. I like It Follows. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I haven't seen it since it came out, and it's it's good, man. It's freaky. It's yeah, weird. It's definitely a spooky oh, I atmosphere. That's the one where, like, if you have sex, it follows you. Or it, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a sexually transmitted demon or something yeah, that follows yeah, you yeah. around. STD. <laughs> oh, the, the anagram rhymes. It's still the same. And then uh, we watched, when we finished the movie bowl, we had a little bit of time before October started. At Wait, no, it's spooky season now. We had a little <laughs> bit of time. We didn't get into the new bowl yet. And uh, we watched a film from Shudder called Elevator Game. Have you guys heard about this oh, one? Oh, fuck. Did you watch that? Yeah, I watched Did you it. Talk it about was that not before? No, bad. I almost watched it. I was like, I love elevator horror. <laughs> How many good oh, elevator yeah, the- horrors are there? Devil. Devil's the only one I can think of. Anyway, go ahead, Pablo. <laughs> Sorry for hijacking your spit here. It's a new game, a new game, a new movie that came out about some kind of like TikTok craze or whatever. This elevator game that's kind of like a Bloody Mary, but with more steps. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the movie, it's like it's not a found footage, but it takes place with a group of like YouTube ghost hunters hmm. who go to an elevator and try to do this and it actually works. And it's not bad. It's pretty good. I, I started watching it, but then I, they got to the part where they're just sitting around their studio or whatever, just talking about what they're going to do next and how the other the new guys coming in. And yeah, you got to pull, you got to blow up fast that yeah, it, it starts to piss out of me. I'm like, I'm yeah. fucking done. Yeah. They're really bad at their job. Like even as someone who I don't know anything about YouTube or how to run a YouTube channel or any of this, Clearly, you you hear them talk and you're like, well, that's dumb. Do this. Like, you know what I mean? It's one of yeah, those where they're yeah. just too dumb. For, it's like, how are they paying for all of that? It doesn't make that's any That's what sense. I was wondering, too. How do they have enough money to get all this gear and this office space and pay these people, but yet they're barely clinging to one sponsor? <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, you know what I mean? Like, if they're that so profitable, dumb. there should be like a dozen sponsors like, yeah, we'll work with you anytime. Yeah, yeah. So once you get past that part, dumb shit, and it gets to like the spooky stuff, it's 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 way better than I thought it would be. Shit, let me write that one down now. And then, as far as games go, I just played and I platinumed. Well, I didn't platinum it. I 100%ed Far Cry Blood Dragon. Oh. oh. 
finished. It wasn't, it. it wasn't a difficult game. It wasn't very long. It was no <laughs> souls like. Tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Those games are trash anyway. So then <laughs> this, I uh, the last trophy I got, I had to kill twenty five dragons. So I had to go around the map and find a couple to finish them off. But I got it done. Nice. I'm proud of you. Yeah. It's a fun game. It's it's very much for if like you're not in the mood to play anything and you just want to check boxes and take over garrisons and go find VHS tapes. Yeah, yeah. One of those games. But uh, yeah, that's all I did. So how about you there? Sir Chumpslap, what are you playing, watching, doing? What's going on with you? Well, I played a little game called Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, never heard of it. Fucking A, man. Do you like it? I finished it. Oh, finally. You finished did it. the story. Good for you. You just rushed through it? Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen my... The final area of the map is just like, it looks like an ant walking on a fogged in mirror or something, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been there. But um, I maybe like when I'm bored and just kicking nothing else to do, I might go I might go back and try to free the whole place. Like, I don't know, just 100% the map. We'll see. Hmm. Would you recommend it? Yeah, it's a fun game. I mean, it's good. Story's fucking really good. Hmm. Okay. I mean, the ending was fucking awesome. I think there's like, I don't know if there were two choices. I can't remember. It was so long ago, sometime this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Check it out, man. If you're into, I mean, maybe not just dwell in the first se- section until you're way too overpowered and have everything unlocked already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just play through it. It's fun. But that's all I played. Watched a couple movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Anything good? Uh, eh. I watched Horseman. I don't know if I talked about this one, but I've seen it before. With Dennis Quaid and Clifton Collins Jr. as murder detectives. I've hmm. seen like the movie. Like I haven't seen the movie, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's like this whole four horsemen cult or whatever. What are your thoughts? Know. Is it is it good? No, not really. I mean, it's okay yeah. until it gets to the end, and then you're like, oh. Because uh, I was watching, and I was like, I don't remember how this ends. Either it's this guy or this guy. And it turned out, I was like, oh, yeah, that's how it ends. Really fucking dumb. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I'll just skip that one. I mean, or just not watch the ending. And then I watched uh, From Hell, the Jack the Ripper movie about with Johnny Depp. Mm, not that oh, yeah. No, I like it. It's a good watch. It's a little over two hours, though. Well, it must be good if you were able to stick it out for two whole hours. I don't know. Unless you broke it up into multiple sittings. No, I watched it one one sit through. I mean, it is good. It's fun to watch Johnny Depp be addicted to opium and try to be a detective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of scary, I guess. Spooky from hell. But I watched uh, Sinister. That's a nice classic spooky one. Right. Was that? That's the one with uh, Ethan Hawke, right? Yeah, where he finds like the the Super 8 movies in the attic and his kids disappeared. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forget... Man, I, Jesus Christ, I just watched that, like, last movie bowl. Like, I remember pill- pulling it from the movie bowl. Yeah. And I forget um, what happened, but I remember loving it until the ending. Yeah, the ending was meh. I mean, it's okay. It's one of mm-hmm. one of my kind of endings, you know, people die. And you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. I could also be thinking of something else. Man, I gotta watch Sinister again. There was a second one, wasn't there? There's several. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of movies I like think there's that. a new one, Sinister, or maybe I'm thinking of Insidious. Maybe, no, there's a Sinister too. Yeah, I know there's a two, but I don't know if there's a third. There's a new Insidious that came out, which finished the trilogy with... Uh, Some Red Door or something. Yeah, the Red Door. Yeah. 
with what's his name because the first insidious and the second one had um the dude who plays ed warren why am i blanking on his name Unless yeah, it's Patrick I something. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of it. It has him and, and Rose Byrne and their little kid, and they go through two movies, and then the Red Door is supposed to take place like 15 years later when the kid's in like college or something. Yeah, but it's not insidious. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I don't know why I went into that. It's a good point. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. Sinister's good. Watch it. It's kind of spooky. It's good for the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good stuff. And then I watched one more. How The House on the Bayou? A house on the bayou. Oh yeah, not familiar with that one. It's kind of spooky. It's like a this cheating father brings his wife and kid on a vacay, trying to like work out the marriage. Like, oh, sorry, blah blah blah. Oh, Angela Serafian's in it. Yeah, and then then people like these two guys show up and are gonna rob their house or whatever. And it turns out they're not really house robbers. <gasps> I don't want to tell you how it ends because that's fucking pretty neat. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's weird, spooky, supernatural type stuff. So it's home invasion type stuff? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's the way to play it. Okay, I'll add it to the list. Which one was that one? I'll give that one a good, slightly. It's a, uh, yeah? Yeah, it's a yeah. It's a meh yeah. A meh yeah. A meh yeah, okay. Yeah, check it out if you haven't seen it and you're in the mood for something spooky. What was that name one more time? House on the Bayou. House on the House Bayou. House on the Bayou. All right. Well, you got anything else or is that was the last one? No, that's it for me for Spooky Week number two. Okay. Then let's go ahead and move into the Plotty Time Vibe Check. <laughs> Back to sexy. That's some sexy vibes. Oh, come on in. Let's check out that vibe. Oh, is that a vibe in your pocket? Are you just happy to see me? <laughs> That's a tickly vibe. That was just a little too sexy, but let's go ahead and move into the to the vibe check here. We got another first first topic of conversation. Super sexy. Oh. Modern Warfare 3 lets you kill opponents with weed. <laughs> wow, do you drop it on them? Let me go ahead and read you what the ESRB said. The game includes a finishing move in which marijuana smoke from a bong can be forced into opponents' faces. And that kills that. Oh, my God. You're buying that finishing move, aren't you? <laughs> you goddamn right I am. So uh, they they didn't show the move, obviously, because the game's not out yet. But they showed one of the weed finishing moves from a previous game. And basically, it was like you tap them on the back of the shoulder. They turn around like you blow smoke in their face. And they're kind of like, oh, uh, what? And then they fall asleep. And that's, wow. the, that's the whole finishing move. That sounds like something an idiot would buy. Can't wait. Hope it comes with more weed skins and fucking stupid named guns oh, like you, Indica, which was a submachine gun. It was pretty sick. Oh, you can't wait for this new zombies, can you? Man, it better be good. I'm I I still haven't pre-ordered the game. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna wait for some reviews. Then he'll get it because it doesn't matter what the reviews say. Then probably I'll get it. Yeah, but I mean, I'll be playing chill until then. Isn't there like a uh you know pre-release thing where you can play it? For free for a couple uh, days. Not every game has that, but a lot of games have like a one hour trial or whatever. Yeah. No, I think this one's like coming out like a bit the beta or whatever. Like it came out this like week. A server test. So, or last week. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. I don't know if it's only multiplayer. Maybe there's some zombies in there. We'll have to look into it. Who knows? Yeah, check it out. Yeah, you're gonna have a weed finishing move, which is pretty sick. Also, what else is super sick? That Ubisoft announced the division three. Oh, well, there goes your next year. 
Maybe I'll play it this time. Well, the confusing thing is that it released news that there's going to be a Division 3, but there's been two other Division games announced since Division 2 came out. Really? The third Division 2 and sequel? Yeah, there was like Division Resurgence was announced, and then I think that one has come out as a free-to-play mobile shooter. I have no idea if it's come out or not. I don't care about mobile games. The Fair other enough. entry is the Division Heartland, which is supposed to be an extraction-like shooter. So like... uh Warzone, yeah, Fortnite, all those situations, yeah, and then now they're announcing the Division Three, so they're go- they're going hard in the Division universe here. Well, they're getting psyched. Oh, for the, the Division verse, <laughs> the, the extended Division video game universe, mm. the EDVGU. Of course, the, the VGU. Ubisoft, call me. Um, we'll talk about how much you need to pay me to use that that anagram, but you know, we'll talk. <laughs> call me because we'll the Division verse is much better. <laughs> call whoever you think is better. How about that? <laughs> Oh, my phone's ringing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Long Island Town. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling early. He really wants to get that singing out. And then uh, other news, a Cyberpunk 2077 2.0 patch came out. Oh, yeah. And apparently fixed play, a yeah. bunch of stuff. I played, yeah, not this patch or nothing. Mm. Yeah, but there's a whole laundry list of things they fixed. And everyone's like, oh, the game's good now. And I'm like, you can't. You it's can't too late. Just, it's, it's been like a year and a half, right? It At came least. out in 2020, didn't it? Came out with the fucking PlayStation 5, right? Right around there. I'm pretty sure it was 2020. Man, I don't know. And they're only on 2.0? Yeah. Yeah, they suck. They released an unfinished game and then sold it to people for full price. They, they sold it saying there was going to be a multiplayer and they canceled it. Like Everyone just forgets how much they fucked over all these people. And they're like, dude, but did you play the new one? Like, dude, Yeah, no, I didn't. Fuck you. <laughs> Not playing it. No. Too little, too late. Yeah, it's a 2020 video game. Jeez, it's been that long already. Yeah, man. Remember when they pulled it from the store because mm-hmm. it didn't fucking work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where was the fucking quality control then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Good was question. how bad it was. It still probably is. Yeah. But now people are like, oh, well, the new single player expansion came out, which they said was going to be free, but I actually had to pay for. It's yeah. pretty sick. Oh, fuck you. It's too yeah. little, too late. Yeah, he ain't getting me. Don't fall for it. Not gonna. Still don't <laughs> and then, then to wrap... To bring this around and wrap this up, NFT news. Nice. Uh, A new study has come out that says a huge number of NFTs are now worth exactly zero dollars. No shit. Can we have more news from no shit news? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For example, Matt contract on Ethereum has a floor price of 13 million, but it's all time sales is only 18 dollars. (laughs) <laughs> the, the stark discrepancy between listed floor prices and actual sales data exposes a significant issue in the NFT market. Inflated valuations that don't reflect genuine buyer interest or real world transactions. No shit. I couldn't see that coming. No, I, I, we all knew it was a scam. We were all shocked that people were spending money on it because it's a scam. And then we all were guaranteed and told it was a scam when we were like, what am I buying? And no one can answer that question. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, so I'm spending money on this picture. Like, no, anybody can screenshot it and use it. Then what am I fucking paying for? A JPEG? For nothing. You're paying money to give to some scam artist. Man, Idiot. So I, it was always a way to launder money for drugs or yeah. you know, gun trade or sex trade or something. Yeah, who the hell knows? It's all what crypto and NFTs are for. Spoiler I mean, alert. Art for that. But yeah, don't buy NFTs. It's, I mean, it's not like... It's not like you need us to tell you. You already lost all that 40K in NFTs, so. New plotting time. NFTs coming out. I I don't think we could sell them. Like, it probably costs more to make them. Yeah, right. Who cares? 
Okay. That is all I got for the plotty time blockchain. Anyway, yep, that's all we got. Uh, let's get into the game. How about it, guys? Let's right. fucking do it, man. This one's a wild one. This is a fun one. I had no idea this existed till I found a list of, like, oh, fucking most underrated horror games or whatever. It's called Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Ooh. It was released June 24th, 2002. Number one song. Any guesses, guys? It's a banger. I'll give you that hint. Bruno Mars. Nope, not Bruno Mars. Uh, I don't fucking know, man. I have no idea. Vitamin C graduate. Great guess, but no. Let's just go ahead and call Long Island Style again. Let's do it. Man. Oh, let's go ahead and call Long Island Style again. <laughs> Is Bentley too busy to talk to us anymore? Yeah. Did I like him? Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? How you doing? Like I, I, Islanders rule. Sal. Hey, hey what's up, Sal? Yeah, hockey's almost in there. Oh, nah, that's the best team in the league. They got all those guys on the team that are good. Like, Bob, <laughs> I fucking, believe they played Bob the first off, game already, Sal. What'd you think of it? Oh, the Islanders are going to win the re- the other 81. Let me tell you. However many they play, they're going to win them. Thanks, Sal. Um, can you just sing like the song that I sent you? Oh, yeah. I love this one. This is one of my favorites. Here we go. You guys ready? Oh, yes, yeah. I am. Yeah, Sal, hit us. And now it's rooftop birds I feedin'. No deceiving, nothing up my sleeve, no teasing. I need you to get up on the dance floor. Give that man what he asked for. Cause I feel like busting loose. And I feel like touching you. Hey, and can't nobody stop the juice. So baby, let me tell you what's the use. Hey now, it's getting hot in here. So why? <laughs> so take off all your clothes. I am. Getting so hot, I wanna <laughs> take my clothes off. Anybody, guys, it's stop making him say. Fifty cent. Well, it's getting hot in here, but that's not the uh, yeah, lyricist. Come on, you know who this is? Country I, I, grammar. Ludicrous. Country grammar, guys. Nelly? It's Nelly. Oh, it's Nelly. Nelly. It's not even his best song. All right, I'll catch. <laughs> All right, I'll catch you guys later. Love the Islanders. <laughs> fuck you. All right, he left. That's crazy. I love when that happens. That's so All weird. Right, he's, he's gone. I don't know. He just hung up. He has stuff to do. He loves singing and then getting the fuck out of here. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Nelly, it's getting hot in here. He nailed it, right? He did. He's so good at singing, dude. All right. Number one movie in the country. Uh, again, June 24th, 2002. Uh... Here's the tagline. He's yeah. teaching high society some small town values. Joe Dirt. <laughs> Close. Uh, it's a comedy. High society, small town values. The cable guy. No, Larry the cable guy. <laughs> no, it's not Larry the cable guy. Um, here we go. You'll get it from the synopsis, so just go ahead and yell it out. Blank is a sweet, lovable guy leading a simple but happy life in the tiny hamlet of Mandrake Falls, New Hampshire. Dwarf. <laughs> Life is good at the small town restaurant until two corporate execs bring news that he is about to be rolling in a different kind of dough. A long lost relative has left him an inheritance of $40 billion along with the largest media company in the world. It's a fish out of water, rags to riches story that has local tabloids, reporters, salivating. King Ralph. It's fucking 2000, dude. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> it's an Adam Sandler joint. Mr. Deeds. It's Mr. Deeds. <sighs> Never saw it. 
It's not. It's that fine. Great. It's got a couple of funny moments, but it's not. It's not great. Yeah, Steve Buscemi's the best part of it. He's the best part of every one of those movies. <laughs> and John Tutoro's great in it too. Yeah, Everybody yeah, but Adam oh, Sandler's yeah. pretty good. Winona Ryder was fine. Yeah. Anyway, June twenty fourth, nineteen forty seven, flying saucers were sighted over Mount Rainier by pilot Ken Arnold. I'm sure. It's true. What's a fact? <laughs> Anyway, this game was released for GameCube, developed by Silicon Knights and published by Nintendo. It is a single-player action-adventure game that I picked, so I guess I'll just go ahead and get into this. Yeah, let's do it. Now, before we start, there's a game mechanic I want to talk about, and I think you guys noticed this in the video but didn't notice it at the same time. There's a sanity meter in this game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the more enemies you face, your sanity meter starts to get lower, and when it hits the bottom, the game starts fucking with you. Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty cool. So, like, your character will see, like, blood dripping down the walls. Statues will, like, follow you with their heads as you walk through. Like, you start seeing shit in the game. Yeah. Oh, that's how it got spooky. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, like, like, jump scare the screen for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, there would be one where, like, your character's head just falls off and, like, you think it's a game over. There's one where it would just like go to this, uh, it'd be like the end game and say, hey, great job, you beat the game. To be continued in the sequel, Sanity's Requia or Redemption, and there was never a sequel. It just yeah. goes back to the game then after that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Oh, that was a pretty cool feature. So getting into the game story here, it's a little bit difficult. I'm going to try to do the best I can, but it takes place in basically four different locations with a whole bunch of different characters over like 2,000 years, and it's not in chronological order. Oh, uh, yeah, I know, but the fucking wiki is, which bugged me. <laughs> yeah, so this was a fun one to, to get together, and I have so many notes, but I'm going to try to get to th get through this as efficiently as possible. So we start with a voiceover intro from Edward Royvis. Royvis? Royvis? Say Royvis. It's faster. He, uh... <laughs> Talks a lot about the guardians are getting restless and they're coming to, to, to is, they're coming over his granddaughter. She's the last hope of humanity. They're going to get her. And then it just cuts to shotgun blasting some skeletons as our main cal character, Alexandra Royvis. Mm -hmm. um, she sees her ghost dad. It turns out to be all a dream and she gets a phone call. It's the cops in Rhode Island. They're like, your dad is dead. You got to get here. So she fucks off to Rhode Island to her family's mansion, I guess. Yep. And and like this, what we're talking about, this is the story. Like this is the main story. It's it's Alexandra going through the mansion. As she goes through and gets more clues and pages of a diary, she reads those, and then we go back and play those segments. Yeah. So it's a little still that it's a little all over the place. I like how so, she gets a call that an accident happened. She gets there and he's fucking headless. It's like <laughs> and they don't know where the head is. <laughs> yeah, like he's still there. Yeah, it's, like it's, they just call her in and look at the body. I was like, I even wrote, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, they're not gonna. They just left the body there that whole time until she got up there. Bloody, yeah. yeah. And the detective's like, "Oh man, yeah, we got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing at all. Don't even have a head. Not even sure you can identify it." <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It's funny. This starts in the year. Takes place in the year two thousand, and she goes to the estate. The cop thing happens really tactless bullshit and he says the cop's got nothing she decides to look for her own clues so she finds first a secret room containing a book bound with human skin called the tome of eternal darkness Ooh, pretty badass but we're going to start with the story of pius augustus in 26 bc mm-hmm yep good guy he was uh i guess what was he a sergeant lieutenant uh in ancient persia 
he was tasked with locating this relic and he gets lured away from his men after hearing these these disembodied voices and he kind of goes to these stones and gets teleported to an underground temple. I don't know how to call it except teleportation. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And then he finds these three artifacts that belong to what are called the ancients. And I'm going to try to pronounce these, but holy <laughs> shit. Uh, Shat- Shatruga. Chaturga. Chaturga. Zillotath. Mm-hmm. And Yulioth. Yulioth? Yulioth. Uli-oth. I'm not going to say those names again. Ulioth. Yeah. They, I think they like said that one. They do say Ulioth. I didn't, know, I didn't hear the other ones. That, that was one that we mostly dealt with. But he gets blasted with face lightning, and he turns into some kind of like skeleton demon with <laughs> immense power, and he's got a new mission. And he pledges allegiance to the gods, and he's like, all right, I'm in. Let's get you fucks to our universe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. He's going to get the ancient there. Now, he turns out to be, or he is, I don't want to say the main bad guy, but he's definitely, well, I guess he's the main bad guy, because he's not like the most powerful being. He's just kind of doing their Bidding. He's the main antagonist. Well, he has some sure. god powers, doesn't he? Oh, he sure does. He kicks a lot of ass. Yeah. yeah. But then we uh, start this chapter called The Binding of the Corpse God, and we're now in 1115 in Angratong, Cambodia. Of course. Uh, Pius is here threatening Mantarok, the Corpse God, which, for those Star Wars fans out there, looks like a Sarlacc pit with eyes. Am I right? Yeah. It reminded me of the, the pit from John Dies at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, too. But it's got like tentacles and it lives in a temple-ish thing. Another ancient. Yeah, yes. It's another ancient who is specifically tasked with imprisoning the other ancients. And it's on our plane of existence? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then this story uh, was being read by a young Keimer girl named Elia. And she's like, why does anything cool ever happen here? And then she finds herself into the temple and she's like, oh, fuck. Okay, great. Now I'm in this. So she finds her way through the temple, finds Manorok, who quickly eats some other guards, which was pretty sweet. Yeah. Pius shows up, talks shit, tells the girl to get out of here, and then she gets zapped and passes out. And when she wakes up, she's told that she has to fight the eternal darkness. So she's getting roped into this now. Of course. There's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of characters who are like, what the fuck is this? You're now fighting the eternal darkness and expected to sacrifice everything so the eternal darkness does not get to our plane. All right. Yeah, someone's got to do yeah, it. Yeah, you were complaining you didn't have shit to do. Yeah, for real. Boy, do you have shit to do now. So, Manorok entrusts her with the task of protecting the ancient's essence within her body, and then Pius kills her. Without knowing what is in her body. Right. He just was like, all right, you've run your course. Bam. Dead. Pius speaks to his his master. Do they ever name the master with the god, or is is that Ulioth? Ulioth is He just refers to it. Well, uh... In the beginning, when you get to those three stones, you can pick any one. Oh, okay. oh really? But the main video that I saw was Uliath. Okay. Yeah, the one I saw was Uliath, too. But he just, that makes a lot of sense because in the story, he always refers to him as just master. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess was a way to, like, not record three different lines. Like, just these. <laughs> True. But, all right. 2002, you had to do what you had to do. So, after speaking to the master, Pius is ordered to kill Charlemagne the Frank. He believes that if the big players unite, that... They can take down Pius and the Master, so he's like, we're going to take them out first. Yeah. Makes sense. Got some shit to do, and these people are going to get in their way. Take them out. Exactly. And I think a lot of these people like don't know how important they are or what role they play or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now we're in a new chapter in Amy's France in 8... Ami? Ami? Ami, France in 814. A Frankish messenger named Anthony 
gets hit out of nowhere with a spell, and he's like, oh, God, I'm bewitched. And he still needs to run, warn Charlemagne that this letter, and 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 he has to go find Charlemagne and give him this info, right? So yeah. eventually finds a bunch of robe dudes around the dead Charlemagne, and he succumbs to his spell. He dies. The Black Cardians call him a fool, and then a a... I don't know what else to call this, but some kind of blue translucent praying mantis busts out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. They're agents of the ancients. Agents of the ancients. Yeah, that makes sense because he was blue like Ulioth. That was like Ulioth's color was blue. Yeah. They're color coded. Yeah, color coded. You cut back to Alexander in the house. She sees some ghost inspectors in the mansion. She finds a secret room. We get another chapter. Uh, I'm not going to say that every time we switch between locations, but that's pretty much what happens. She's... She's in the mansion. She does some puzzles. Yeah, it's the game. She finds a chapter. Yeah, you, you get go back. to the next level or whatever. That's pretty neat. I liked it. This one's called The Gift of Forever. We're in Persia, 565 AD, with a young swordsman named Kareem, who is on his way to the Forbidden City. He loves this woman, and she's like, well, if you love me, you're going to go into the desert and get this treasure, which... That's, yeah, that's normal. That's totally healthy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, He's wandering around. He gets teleported into the Forbidden City just like Pius was. It's like a callback. That's how people get in here. Mm-hmm. He finds the Tome of Eternal Darkness. Because you remember, this is 1,500 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then this makes skeleton guards come alive. You fight your way through as Kareem. Chandra's ghost comes to visit you. And say, this, this, is the, uh, this is the woman who you left like to get the treasure yeah, for her. You're working for The princess love. or whatever, yeah. Right. Her ghost shows up and she's like, you, I guess a lot of time has passed when you're in the Forbidden City. Time just doesn't work yeah. the same as outside. Yeah. So I mean, or he's been on his quest for a while. I'm not exactly sure. Which one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, she's time dead has now. passed. Yeah. And because she was with somebody else. Yeah. Right. She's dead. She's like, I married a nobleman and his jealous mistress killed me. It was pretty shitty, actually. So she's like, yeah, I now know and understand the uh, true pre- the true power of what this treasure is and the stakes involved and you need to kill yourself <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a little bit more manipulative than i thought would be in this game yeah right yeah yeah for sure i thought it was great it's like go get me treasure and that'll show you love me so you go to get the treasure okay now kill great. yourself if you really love me after i married somebody else it doesn't he's like you lied you betrayed and you don't yeah. really look so hot anymore <laughs> But I'll do it. And he does it. He does it. He kisses her and he dies and that's that. And then uh, we're back in. We go to Alexandra in the house. We pop in. She gets a thing. We do a quick scene with Pius telling his master that the pillar of flesh has been constructive, constructed. It's all ready for his arrival. And they're going to get everything together to welcome the master. So we're moving forward with this master coming into our universe plan. <laughs> the master of chaos is dead. The planets are in alignment. We're going to summon you into our world. I just need this. Flesh tower, yeah. got it. Oh, you didn't mean that flesh tower. <laughs> He's just going through the checklist of shit he has to have in order to yeah. bring the master in. I'm not talking about my penis, no. <laughs> Do you call your penis the flesh tower? That's pretty sick. And now I will. Nice. <laughs> More like a flesh pebble, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we jump to this chapter called The Lurking Horses. We're in Rhode Island in 1760. Meet a guy by the name of Maximilian who inherited his father's mansion, you know, just like you did from your dad. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's the same and mansion. It's the same mansion. It turns out you're a descendant of Maximilian. Right. Royvis. And uh, he's dicked around and he decides to investigate this mansion. Like, 
the way that they explain this is is he was in the mansion, his father's mansion. He just got it. And he's like, I'm going to dick around and find out this place's secrets. When I moved into my house, the first thing in my mind wasn't I should explore its secrets. It wasn't? What the hell no, is wrong should with it have been? Yeah, it should have. <laughs> Next house. You get an x-ray machine. You look in all those walls. Right. And There's you, weird you, smells or flies. Yeah. <laughs> you push anything that looks weird that like might open up. You measure rooms. So you say, oh, there's not a void between these two walls. <laughs> Just to make sure there's not like a hidden hallway or something. Yeah, yeah, you get it. I should have done that. I should have figured out the math. Anyway, so he goes underneath. He finds a large cavern beneath the mansion, and it contains the ancient city of Inga. <gasps> Weird in Rhode Island. Yeah. So he's like, what the fuck? Um, I'm not going to even bother. I'm going to go back to the surface. I'm going to get some help. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Everybody. He goes him. up. No one believes him, and they throw him in the fucking loony bin, and that's where he dies. Because uh, everyone's like, your story's crazy. Like, you're telling me in that whole chain of events, there's not one person's like, hey, we can easily just, like, check, check on crazy. it. Yeah, for real. Hey, give us the key. I can't give you the key. I'm Just believe me. Before we send this man to die in a padded room, let's walk down some steps. Let's see what we find. You know? <laughs> let's just... He seems very certain about this. Yeah. But no. That's crazy talk crazy talk now we're in 1983 the year of our lord ad with dr edwin Lindsay, who's a noted archaeologist and i just got an indiana jones vibe from him yeah he's kind of like that so he goes to cambodia on this expedition to explore the temple kind of like the archivist from Chu charles oh my god so true the parallels are stunning <laughs> and uh he goes with this companion who looks like the uh the nazi guy who melts from raiders of the lost ark it had to be a nod. <laughs> nice. I think it was done intentionally. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, he's he's about to kill him, and we're like, what the fuck is going on? Turns out that was pious in disguise the entire time. Get what? the fuck out. Paul was yeah. pious. And then Edwin continues on. He finds Elia's body. Remember her from earlier? The Kramer yeah, girl? She has from the heart a different of Mantrak in her, right? That's right. Exactly. So he isn't supposed to touch this heart with his bare hands. And she gives it to him and says, all right, take this heart. You got to take it to this fucking guy in Rhode Island. His name's Edward Royvis. So he's like, okay. So he he does it. A few weeks later, drops it off. You'd have to. If someone actually, if that happened to you, you'd have to do it. Yeah. Right? Why wouldn't you do that? Like, don't touch yeah. this. Just deliver this to the guy in it's Rhode like, Island. Like, I don't got money for a flight, but I'll find a way. Yeah. Like, if I saw a guy who I thought was my friend, or at least helping me on an expedition, turn into a skeleton from ancient Persia. I think my I think I'd be receptive to that if someone gave me a heart and said go deliver it to this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a corpse, by the way. <laughs> yes, that's heart. right, a reanimated corpse of someone who existed a thousand years before you. I believe it. I'm just waiting. One day it's gonna happen. So we cut to <laughs> Pius, who summons some big ass uh, two footed demon. They call them the Black Guardian. You fight him later. Yeah, he's supposed to guard something. Oh yes, yes. We get to the chapter type titled heresy from 1485 ad a franciscan friar named paul luther is going to be your playable character for this section mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you visit the region to find a holy relic at the cathedral and then as he's going through all of a sudden he gets accused of murdering another friar by a local inquisitor what no he didn't do that, though. Yeah, so he just fucking shows up, and they're like, well, it's convenient that you just found the body. Did you kill him? And he's like, what? I just <laughs> got here. So he, at some point, he's back in the ground. He runs into the tome. He uh, tries to clear his name, figure out what the hell's going on, who killed this friar. But instead, he just finds the Black Guardian, and the Black Guardian kills him. 
It was pretty fucking funny, actually, I thought. Because, like, yeah, it was. I was expecting was a easy. showdown between him and the Black Guardian, and the Black Guardian just, like, stepped on him and crushed him. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. It was great. No notes. Man, we still have a lot to cover here. All right. So, 1460 AD, Roberto Bianchi, who's a Venetian architect, was captured under Pius under the guise of being a warlord. So Pius is like, you're a warlord. You're coming with me. <laughs> so then he's under involuntary servitude and he encounters the spirit of Kareem from earlier. Oh. You know, the guy who went to get the treasure and... Yeah, was told to uh, kill himself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then died from making out with the ghosts of Shandor. This is a weird game. Yeah. But anyway, Kareem's like, hey, I got another artifact. Um, here you go. I trust you with it. I'm Don't build something right here it's gonna be bad news so roberto's like tries to warn pius about the dangers of building the tower here and then pius is like you know what how about you become part of the tower and he <laughs> throws him in like physically in the mortar and becomes like a dead body outline within the tower yeah the tower is made of bodies it's like the cornerstone of the flesh tower yeah Gotcha, gotcha. It's all coming together because mm-hmm. you know we're bouncing around here. Yep. Now yeah. we're in 1916 in World War One at the Oblique Cathedral in Oblique. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Cathedral in France, which has been converted into a field hospital. We're playing as Peter Jacob. He's a field reporter going around making accounts of the war, and he's in this 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 field hospital, and he's like, "Man, patients just keep like just disappearing." And he's like, "Hey, did this person die?" Like, no, I don't know. So he ventures into the catacombs underneath the cathedral. And he finds the Black Guardian, but instead of, you know, just dying immediately like a Franciscan friar, he <laughs> shoots it with a gun. Because we have guns now in 1916 and kills the Black Guardian. Oh, nice. What was the Guardian guarding? He was guarding an artifact. <gasps> Ooh, was it one one of those artifacts that is from a, a god or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Nice. And then we fast forward to decades later when uh, Edward... Royvis in his you know house in Rhode Island is visited by a now elderly P- Peter who basically gives him the account of everything that happens in Ami France hands over the artifact in his possession so now Edward has two out of the three artifacts I guess technically this is the first one yeah it's the first one he gets yeah because he gets the heart later in the 80s mm-hmm. but uh we go back to another scene of master and pious talking and he's like hey um boy pro- pious bro you're not gonna believe this but there's another Royvis and we need to go take them out. And Pius is like, well, we got a few years until the planets align. So this is perfect. I'll just go ahead and take care of this. Mm-hmm. I'll summon a demon bug to do it. Yeah, man. I don't. This lore is wild. I love it. So 1952 <laughs> AD chapter Legacy of Darkness. You're now Dr. Edward Royvis as your playable character. Ooh, Alex's grandfather? Dr. Ed. Exactly. The very same who died at the beginning of this game. Whoa. So, you know, this isn't yeah, going you know, he's not going to die in the 50s. No, for sure. Yeah, spoiler, self-spoiler. He's a clinical psychologist. He inherits the estate, just like his descendant Maximilian did. I guess all his descendants, if they're still living there. He runs into the ghost of Maximilian, and Maximilian guides him to the underground. This is where Edward discovers the city and incorporates magic with a K machinery. And he uses it to damage that city with a very powerful destructive spell. Now, he knows this isn't enough to destroy it. Mm-hmm. So he has to research and then figure out in the Tome of, of Darkness what the heck he can do in the final batter, battle. And then decades later, he's violently mur- murdered by one of Angus's guardians that came up into the mansion and killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor guy. So now Pius is prepping the gate to be opened. We're back with Alex. You know, we've been back and forth with her a whole bunch. 
Uh, she finds another room in the house. She finds a letter from her grandfather to her. He tells her the whole story now mm-hmm. about what she needs to do. She needs to take up the mantle. She needs to t- stop Pius. Uh, I have three of the artifacts, and I do they have three, and they need to get the fourth, or does Mantrock have the fourth? Has the fourth. Yeah, Pius okay. has the fourth. So the Black Heart of Mantrock, the Claw of Shatugra, the Sigil Shaturga, the Sigil of Zelatath, and the Veil of Uliath. Uliath. Right. I knew that. Yeah. So they need us all to summon a challenger to Pius's master. So now we're in 1991. A Canadian firefighter named Michael Edwards is in the Middle East putting out oil fires from the Gulf from the Gulf War. Oh, wow. Didn't expect the game to take this turn. But yeah, yeah, right. Sure. So there's an explosion happens. His entire team of firefighters gets killed. Accidentally, somehow, magically blasts him into the Forbidden City. And he's approached by Roberto's spirit. He gives him the artifact. He tells him to take us to the Roivas family. He then destroys the Forbidden City with a magic bomb. A few months later, delivers the artifact. This is the third one to Edward. And he's like, hey, uh, he's like really cagey. He's like, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to last the night. Here's the artifact. I had to get it to you. Good luck, sir. Mm-hmm. Back at the house, Alex fights her way downstairs to what I just referred to as the magic Stargate. Yeah, Stargate. Yeah, I wrote Stargate too. <laughs> okay, good. We're all on the same page there. So she... Places the three relics to summon the challenger that's going to fight the master. During this time, you now have to boss fight Pius. Yes. And I thought it was really cool because during this fight, like the whole theme was that all these people that sacrificed and died to get Edward the artifacts or to help you or to whatever, you could turn into them and you could fight as them. Yeah. So it was kind of like a team effort here. Mm -hmm. That's pretty neat. So I thought that was pretty cool. While you're doing this, the ancients, the one you summoned, uh, whichever storyline you were going with, I think in this one it was Uliath, uh, is fighting the master with space lasers and plasma in a space dimension. Yeah, I have Pius summoned some jellyfish lord. Yeah. yeah, and then you defeat Pius, and the challenger that you brought up defeats the master. Uh, you, you killed everybody. Edward's ghost appears and then helps you to... Uh, Find the creature, like basically get Monarch back to health so it, none of them can come into the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Break Pius's relic while you're at it. And you do that. Edward tells you it's over for now. And he says, goodbye, granddaughter. Great job. So after you complete all three of the stories. Yeah. Depending on which artifact you pick in the beginning. Yeah. Three. If you get all three of them, um, it actually turns out that they've all occurred simultaneously in three different timelines. Of course. Yeah. One of Montrock's spheres of influence happens to be chaos, and with it, the ability to subtly manipulate time and space. And it turned out that the other three ancients against one another in mutual annihilation and merged the time streams into one complete victory. Now... All the ancients are dead. The yeah. only one that exists now is Montrock, and he's slowly dying. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the game. That's yeah, it. That's the game. Yeah, it's fucking pretty neat. Yeah, I had ne- I don't think I ever heard of this before no. I started looking. No, no, no. Me neither. Well, it's an expensive game, so it's probably like not around a lot. I've, I saw a lot of videos after the fact uh, when I did the research. A lot of videos on YouTube were like, is Eternal Darkness a hidden gem? And they talk about it and have a lot of praise for it yeah so i think it was cool for the time for sure yeah mm-hmm. for real let's get a little bit deeper into it in our final thought section which is coming up right now all right
Man, I got through that a lot faster than I yeah, thought. Yeah, you would. fucking yeah, you nailed destroyed it. that. I mean, there was a lot to it. I I really glossed over some parts. I let's uh, who let's just go ahead and move right into final thoughts and let's start with you, Doctor Scientist. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, did okay. He's did watching this video make you want to play Eternal Darkness: Sanity's Requiem? <laughs> yes, good one. Yeah. The game. <laughs> <laughs> Did the story work for you, or could it go fuck off to the planetarium? <laughs> what score out of 27 stars you think you'd dip into the aquarium? You think Requiem and Aquarium? <laughs> I think they're close enough. Fuck you. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. Uh, would I play it? Mm, I don't think so. Ooh. Not my type. I don't okay. know. doesn't grab me. Okay. The story worked for me. I think the story is great, actually. Yeah, right. It's very uh, Lovecraftian horror. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like how the story of all the artifacts getting there is told through various different timelines and people having to move them and get them to where they're supposed to go. All at the uh, manipulations of Monterac to eliminate all the other guys. That was pretty good. How cool would it have been if like every time you went to a different section, it'd be like a different type of game? Like one section would be a platformer. That would have been neat. Won't be a point and or click. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know if I, I'd want to play a game that kept changing up or infuriating. Could be that too. Yeah, but I think it was really good. I like the way it was told. Very spooky in a way of, well, that Lovecraft always does it. Some supernatural entity that controls everything that you can't really do anything against. Mm-hmm. Uh, what score did I give it? Did you ask? Mm-hmm. Sure did. <sighs> I'm going to have to go pretty high on this one, I think. I'm going to give it, let's go with 15 stars. Ooh. Oh, wow. I thought it was one of the, easily the best one we've done this year. For real. I think. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what I say. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought it was, I thought I liked the way it was told. I liked everything about the story, how it was intertwined with all the people. And Yeah, uh, absolutely. It was a captivating story. Yeah, like yeah. with some of these video game movies we watched that are 20 minutes and they feel like nine hours. <laughs> yeah, for this real. This one was a breeze. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's what I did. 15 stars. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move over to you there, Sir Chompslap. Ooh, let's. Did watching this video make you want to play Eternal Darkness Sanity's <laughs> Requiem Eternal? Did the story work for you, or was it just a little bit too infernal? Ooh. And what score out of 27 stars you think you'd give this game that's diurnal? Do you know what diurnal means? Doesn't matter. What, the day? He asked me questions, not you, scientist. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Chompslap. Uh, watching this video make me want to play. It kind of did. I mean, I'd like to go through and just, I don't know, I guess you have to play it three times or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's all, the same. it's all the same? Yeah. Just depends on the, the master, the relics change on which, which one's changing. Yeah, it doesn't. Way. There's not like a... Another one story that we didn't get to see because yeah, we no. didn't get. A, oh, okay. I don't think so. I think it's just basically a palette swap. Yeah, no, I'd play through it once. I mean, it looked neat. It was cool. I kind of liked it. Okay. So yeah, I would play it. Did the story work for me? Yeah. I mean, scientists said it. It was one of the best ones we've done in a minute. It. Mm-hmm. It just. I was like, "What the fuck's going on? It's all over the place." Blah blah blah. But then it all just comes together nicely at the end and. It's great. It's a good mm-hmm. horror, spooky, weird, supernatural, freaky, cool game. <laughs> Absolutely. So I say it worked. The, it worked for me pretty well. 
I like the characters all stood out. They're all different people that you have to, you get to play with. You get mm-hmm. to play as different people the whole time. That's fucking neat. And yeah, the story just came together awesomely. So out of 27 stars, mm-hmm. I'm going to give this bad boy a lucky 13. Ooh. Yeah, it's up there. It's a really good one. All right. Yeah. Can't complain about that. Um, yeah. Do you guys maybe like, I don't know, have any questions for me at all? Or I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool, okay. Cool, cool. I got a couple. Cool. Did watching this video make you want to play as a Canadian firefighter in Iraq? Oh. <laughs> okay. Was the story pretty good? Or was it something that it lacked? Mm-hmm. 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 And out of 27 looking. stars, how many did this rack? Up? Oh, man. That was that was good. Mm-hmm. That was good. Almost Thank perfect. Anyway, um, did watching this make me want to play it? Yeah, it kind of did. I If only for the whole sanity meter aspect of it. Oh, yeah. Just play through it all. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there was other ones like a whole, there were so many things that it, it did to fuck with you. Like there was one where, I mean, it doesn't really work today because we have flat screen TVs, but they showed like the mute in the top right corner mm-hmm. and the sound would just cut out. Yeah. That's fucking neat. Like as if you accidentally hit mute on your fucking remote, there'd be ones where it just goes to white and you're like, is my TV broken? What's going on? And eventually it would come back. I don't know why more games, especially horror games, don't fuck with you like that. It seems like such an effective way to do it. Um, but I love that. So I kind of want to play it just for that. Uh, the story was also great. It was entertaining. It was a great way to tell it. And it was a great way to adapt a story to a video game without mm-hmm. there being just cutscenes where people talk at you to give you info. It's like, oh, shit, what does this diary entry say? I don't know what it says. Let's go play it now. Like it was more fun to do. Yeah, that was nice. Um, so yes, it made me want to play it. Uh, did the story work for me? Yeah, like I was saying, everything in it feels earned. Like you start just in a mansion, looking at your grandfather's corpse, being like, "My God, what happened?" And it turns into this game where you have huge ancients floating in space, hitting each other with plasma lasers, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm in." Like this works. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like it's hard to get from one place to another like that. I thought Pius was a good villain. I liked how I think I only mentioned once where he. He like shrouded himself as someone else, but there was another huge, great, like ongoing thing when you went back to Alexandra and she was getting guidance from Edward, her grandfather as a ghost, but then his guidance started being like more destructive and you should give up and you should stop doing this. And it turns out that was pious the whole time. Like just shit like that. That was like one thing I forgot to mention and it had that much depth. Yeah. So he actually says. Why couldn't you be killed with your parents? Like, it was fucked yeah. up. Yeah, it's, it's like starts getting fucked up and you're like, this something's wrong here. And then eventually it turns out that was pious in disguise. It's great. And that, again, like I said, that was an interesting part of the story. I just completely forgot to mention because there was so much going on. Yeah. So story absolutely worked for me. I thought it was fun. It felt earned. It was a great way of showing and having you play sections rather than just telling you bullshit from the past. So and, and the character swap of different fighting styles and weapons that was awesome so cool great variety um so final score i'm gonna go higher than you guys i think this is definitely the best we've had this year i don't know where it ranks all time i don't i don't think it's as high as i've given some other games but it's solid it's cool i'm glad i found it i'm gonna give it a 17 nice nice that's what 45 that does give us a final score of 45 I don't, think, I don't think I can score anything over a 20 anymore. <laughs> like, 
Well, uh, just to give you guys ideas, um, I'm not going to go through this year because, you know, the end of the year is coming up. But way back in October 21, we gave Kadelka a 48. I don't mm. even remember what the fuck that was. Kadelka was the one in the monastery with the, the, the evil woman turned into a plant at the end. And they were, never mind. You yeah, yeah. You I don't fucking remember, dude. Yeah. We gave Bioshock 2 a 49 and we gave Fallout a 52. Yeah. Those were way back in 2020. Back, yeah. You know, I was less jaded. <laughs> Well, we might changes. do good story sometime again. Yeah, I don't know. This like one was really was fucking bad. good. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really happy with it. I I mean, I didn't. I just picked a game from a list of underrated games. I didn't think it'd be this good, but yeah, glad it was. So if we got nothing else to say with that fat score of forty five, let's go ahead and move into our favorite segment of every week, which is Doctor Scientist Radical Pokemon. It's a man poke. No, it's a Pokemon. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Every week we ask Dr. Scientist for a guaranteed amazing Pokemon Lock of the Week, and he has never let us down. This week, Dr. Scientist, what do you got for us? Well, I'm going to keep up the spooky stuff, and we're going to do dark Pokemon this week. Okay, okay. Uh, We're going to go with best dark Pokemon that I haven't already said, and it's going to be Hydreigon. Hydreigon. H-Y-D-R-E-I-G-O-N. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's how I tried to spell it. Man, this guy looks... Br- he's a brutal Pokemon. Yeah, he's Dark Dragon. Dude, I would not want him running into this guy. That's in not dark three eye. heads, by the way. That's two mouths on his hands and a head in the middle. <laughs> Sick. He's got like wasp wings, too. Yeah. Like it's Some of the descriptions are... It responds to its movement by attacking. It eats everything in its path. Destroys everything. It's 5'11", 350. Can't you just, like, get this guy and then destroy every other Pokemon? Or do you have to only fight other brutal Pokemon? This guy seems, like, way OP. Well, he's Dark Dragon. I mean, you can get something that's strong against Dark. He levels really slow, though. That's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Yeah, but he's a three-headed Dark Dragon. Eats everything. It's pretty badass. But And so no do his hands with the mouths on him act as hands? Like he picks stuff up by opening their oh, mouths and closing them? Their heads, but they don't have brains. Yeah, they're hands that eat. Whoa. Okay. Does he have three stomachs then, you think? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Whoa. I don't know. I don't know. we have to go research that a bit. <laughs> right, well, there you go. A Pokemon pick of the week, a brutal Pokemon, a Dark Dragon Pokemon named Hydreigon. 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 Yeah, because it's evolution. I don't remember what their names are, but it's Eins, Vi, and then Dry. Uh, oh, that makes, that makes more sense. Hydreigon. Cool. Okay, great. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and move into our favorite segment of every week, which is... Sorchop Slaps. This or that? Is it this or that? I don't know about that, because it's not this and it's not that. Every week, we ask Sorchop Slap seven prompts, and he has the blah, blah, blah. Every week we ask some. Yeah, yeah. third time the charm. Oh, you cut that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Every week we ask Sir Chomp Slap. We give him a prompt. He has to tell us if it's one thing or if it's another thing. This week you're gonna have to tell us if each prompt is either a hip hop dance, what, or the name of a field sobriety test. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so we got seven prompts. Sir Chump Slap, are you ready? Again, hip-hop dance, field sobriety test. Uh, Okay, yeah, I'm ready for this. Let's go. Okay, here we go. The first prompt. Walk it out. Dance. Walk and turn. Test. Shoulder lean. Dance. The one-legged stand. Test. Two-step. Dance. Pop, lock, and drop it. Dance. Test. (laughs) 
Horizontal gaze nystigmus. Test. <laughs> I think I got this one, dude. That was a fucking yeah. seven to seven, bro. Go ahead I, I think you got a five out of seven. That's what I'm going to say. That's a seven oh, out of seven. Oh, snap. What? I know my Crushed pop lock dance. <laughs> I felt like the only like the two step could have went either way, and you called it right with the hip hop dance, the one legged stand. This was a tough one, and you nailed it. One legged stand was like the most obvious one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the like walk how do you and dance? turn was also another one. <laughs> yeah, walk and turn, uh, the one legged stand, and the horizontal gaze nystigmus. That's yeah. That's, that's the thing where they do that. Yeah, they, your finger in front of your eye. See if your eyes wiggle. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You nailed it. Seven I've, out of seven. I've had some sobriety tests, I'll tell you. I say, which ones did you do would be the better one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, uh, let's say they have someone out there had a whole bunch of ideas for new sobriety tests that are also hip hop dances. Ooh. Where could they send that email to, Sir Chumpslap? I'll send that to your local government, but you can send it to us too at plottytime at gmail.com and I'll read and I'll respond, maybe laugh, maybe who the fuck knows? It's up to you. 100% guaranteed response rate. He will always answer at least once. He hasn't missed it yet. You fucking know it. He's, oh boy, he's working all kinds of hours, really late into the night doing all those emails, but he does it. There's so many. There's yep. just so many. At least till 8.30. <laughs> if they want to get to us faster on the socials with more swearing, where would they do that, Dr. Scientist? On the gram and at threads at Pilates time. And uh, stop by the Reddit. And, I don't know, tell spooky stories or something. Oh, spooky. Here we go. Let's get some personal ghost stories going on over there. You can also go to uh, YouTube, like and subscribe there. It really helps us out. Or you can head over to our eBay store, which is just plytime.com, which takes you to our eBay store, and you can buy stuff there. That'd be dope. As always, shout out to Blaine JJ, Drago the Slago, Gamer's Little Playground, I am Panax, and Louise Guzman. Don't trust Dr. Scientists, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Stay spooky.